Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball edition. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined by Griffin Warner as we are a day or so away from the trade deadline in Major League Baseball. Griffin, before we get to the schedule for Monday and looking at the series that begin for this week, let's talk about some trades that went down yesterday. The Texas Rangers stayed busy after acquiring Max Scherzer, they were not done adding to their rotation, getting left-handed starter Jordan Montgomery, as well as reliever Chris Stratton from the Cardinals. Yep, good move. Needed to happen. Uh, as most of you who listen to us regularly, if you don't, you should start. But um, I live in, in Dallas, pretty close to the, where the Rangers play. And um, they really needed a lot of help in the pitching department have for a while in the franchise. And I'm pretty concerned about the depth uh, that they have. And then they have pitchers dropping like flies. Evaldi go on the IL, but they did acquire Max Scherzer and his aged arm, but maybe they can find some extra juice because it's not really been there this year. Added Jordan Montgomery also added Chris Stratton, who's a really important, I think right-handed arm for their bullpen because they basically got lefties uh, up and down the order with Will Smith. They require acquired in the off season. And then they traded already for oldest Chapman um, crazy. The amount of moves that are going on in the AL West. I think Texas is in position to do it as they've been leading the AL West for pretty much the entire season, but they're now only clinging to one game lead after a road sweep to the Padres trying to fight their way in the playoffs. That was pretty brutal. And uh, we'll see how they bounce back from it. And they just put Nathan Yavaldi on the I.L. with a strained forearm, so they're going to need that newly acquired starting pitching. Uh, speaking of pitching, the Blue Jays adding to their bullpen, getting Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals, who uh, has kind of bounced back after being down for a little bit. Yeah, and he, I feel like he was the future a few seasons ago, and then they tried to mess with him and take him out of the bullpen, put him in as a starter, and that was not going great. Um, just throwing 103 max max effort just doesn't seem to be something you could do for six innings at a time. Um, but the Jays are also in a position where they needed it. They just put their closer uh, on the IL with a back issue, which has kind of plagued Jordan um, since the, the All-Star breaker and the All-Star game specifically. Um, and they needed more arms, but I imagine that's you can never have enough bullpen arms at this point in the season and when you're trying to make a, a push for the playoffs. Jays had a really good series going, nearly swept the uh, Los Angeles Angels at home, uh, but they they need the help. They need to do as much as they can, and I feel like it's almost a race to get what valuable products you can get that are out there that aren't asking for an arm and a leg. And speaking of the Angels, they continue to add as they acquire Randall Grichuk and CJ Crone from the Rockies. Yeah, I mean, they need help in their batting order. We saw it. I mean, Tr Mike Trout's supposedly coming back soon, but I feel like those type of timelines always get extended and really how often is he going to play? Is he going to get hurt again? So it doesn't hurt now that they've decided or they're told, I think, by the ownership not to uh, trade Otani. So they're, they had a really good run, had a good kind of schedule set up playing the, the Detroit Tigers on the road, and then they're going into the Jays, into Toronto, and I thought played very well the series, but just couldn't get the key hits, clutch hits that they needed, scored one run the first two games, and I think had one run until the extra innings uh, in Sunday's game. So um, certainly if they're going to win these games, get their way into the playoff race, I'm not sure they will, but they definitely need to add some hitters. Um, they did that, and to me it feels like they're going – 
way, way past where they should just for the season, but we'll see what ends up happening. Well, if it's if all it's doing is just convincing Otani to resign because he has faith in the organization now, then even if they miss the playoffs, it's worth it, all these moves. I mean, if you can get his signature, anything you've done is worth it. But I almost feel like the moves that they're making and the prospects they're trading away for – not really big time movers and shakers might honestly go the other way and make Otani and his representatives think, what the heck am I doing? This team has no clue what they're up to. Let's talk about deals that we're still waiting on or might not see. Uh, the Cubs had their eight game winning streak snapped yesterday. They still have won eight of 10. They're four games out of first place in the central. They're three and a half out of a wild card. Is it possible that they go for it? And instead of selling Cody Bellinger or a Marcus Stroman, they wind up as buyers over the next day or so. That's how it feels right now. A uh, good run towards the uh, trade deadline is always good to, to make you want to try to compete. Um, I have bigger questions west of Chicago right now, which I, you might get to in a second. But with the Cubs specifically, I feel like Marcus Stroman is um, on the block still. Even I think while they try to compete, he might be a name they trade if they can get a certain amount of prospect pedigree or a certain price for him. Um, and I don't think, like, I feel like a lot of these teams, you can do both. Like, you can sell some ass assets, but also kind of rebalance what you're building um, and still not really give up on the season, all that sort of stuff. And I think it's what kind of the Orioles did last year, getting in Air Cano, who was closing Sunday Night Baseball out tonight. Um, and has been one of the best relievers in baseball, despite selling off a bunch of assets and still making a, a push that almost got them in the playoff picture last season. I mean, they're in the picture. They just didn't make the, the playoffs on the final day. But um, I, I think you can do both. I think that would be the more intelligent way to do it. Yes, it would be confusing messaging, but I feel like the, the trade deadline should be a perfect situation to do what you need to do to make your team better for the future. And sometimes you do it for now as well. All right. So what moves uh, are you expecting to be done over the next day or so? Uh, the Padres with a big home sweep of the Texas Rangers. They're probably biggest on my radar. It doesn't seem like Nolan Arenado is getting traded for St. Louis. So, um, and you just mentioned the Cubs, and I don't think Bellinger's going anywhere. I think he's probably one of the most valuable options out there. I think the Cubs are going to fight. They're one game over 500. So, when I look at San Diego, they're two games under 500. Uh, they're five back the wild card and are eight back of the NL West, they probably are not having their sights set on the Dodgers. Instead, it's more Arizona ahead of them by four games and San Francisco ahead of them by six games. Um, I'm most interested to see what happens with Josh Hader and Blake Snell. I feel like they could have been. I honestly thought they might be coming to Arlington, uh, but I guess Texas probably didn't want to match the ransom that A.J. Preller or the San Diego front office was asking for. Uh, those are the, the arms I'm most interested in. I feel like a lot of times if you have them on the same roster, you can kind of pool them for more assets, and that's usually how it goes. Um, also wouldn't be shocked if they got divided and, and conquered and, and sent somewhere else. But um, also San Diego has kind of proven that they're willing to kind of do their own thing and, and keep fighting. Uh, I think this series was huge for them, getting three wins and no losses against the uh, NL West uh, leader right now. It was big for, for momentum and big for kind of a statement that maybe we should hold on to the season and try to keep it going. Um, but I do feel like that might be, uh, or at least that's what I'm most interested in. I'm not sure they're going to move, but I think one of them will go by the deadline at least. And uh, one final trade nugget, um, the Mets, Billy Epler, the general manager, said it's not a fire sale. It's not a liquidation. We're not selling off all of our pieces. I mean, you know, they got the Scherzer trade done. 
do you expect the Mets to deal Verlander or anybody else prior to the deadline? I mean, there's rumors about Verlander uh, and potentially going to Atlanta or maybe to Houston. I just don't know that there's enough that could be given for those type of arms. Of course, the older arms are, are, are definitely risky, but um, I don't know. I mean, selling or trading your, your best starting pitcher and then also your closer seems like a fire sale to me, but uh, I guess it really doesn't matter. It's just who's on that team that we can bet on in each day. All right, let's take a look at the slate here for Monday, and we'll start in Miami. The Marlins hosting the Phillies. Edward Cabrera goes against Taiwan Walker. Philly, a minus-115 road favorite. The Phillies had their struggles this weekend in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they look like they were trying to uh, become sellers at the deadline based on their performance today. Uh, Trey Turner has been a disaster this season, unfortunately. Um, I think he's sticking around. The, the Phillies' record seems okay for now, and they did have that big run last year, but... I'm not a believer in them. I really don't believe in Taiwan Walker either. He's one of those guys that seemingly doesn't strike anybody out, but can wiggle off the hook like and spit the hook out of his mouth uh, fairly, fairly frequently. And I guess that's an apropos type of uh, association to make with the Miami Marlins, who he's going to visit. Don't agree with Philadelphia being a road favorite. I think Miami plays really well at home. Cabrera has a lot to, I think, bounce back from after a poor start. Um, some of it his fault, some of his defense's fault in Tampa. Um, it might put a little bit more stress on the Miami bullpen that he's probably not going to go deep into games because Miami's certainly watching his innings work and workload and things of that nature. But give me the Marlins at home as a home dog. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a uh, salary chopped up and... Let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1. And all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and Five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players you're going against the bookmaker you're going against the number that they put up so all you got to do is pick between two and six nfl players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you download DraftKings pick six app now and sign up with code rj that's code rj only at DraftKings pick six the crown is yours gambling problem 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Brewers are at the Nationals. Corbin Burns on the mound for Milwaukee. Jake Irvin for D.C. Milwaukee minus 195 on the road. Gigantic number. And it seemingly uh, Milwaukee didn't play too poorly despite getting swept and uh, I think allowing a f- over 400 batting average, I think I saw, to the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta in a sweep this this weekend. Um, nice part is they get to go to Washington. Yeah, it's tough to be on the road, but uh, I think that they're going to get right. Corbin Burns has kind of turned over a new leaf and seems a lot more polished than he was at the beginning of the season. He seems to have these fits and, and spurts where he's really good and kind of poor, or at least based on expectations, poor. Uh, but he's on a good run right now, and I think he'll probably get through a Nationals lineup pretty easily. Razor at the Yankees. Tyler Glass now goes for Tampa. Domingo Herman for New York. Yeah, it looks like the Rays are a slight favorite here. That's just the way I'd want to go. I'm not really in the, the business of road favorites at this point in my life, though, I'll admit. Um, Domingo Herman has great numbers. Uh, it's really hard for me to know what sticky stuff he's able to get away with on a daily day basis because he either is uncompetitive uh, when I back him or throws a perfect game against me and is like consecutive starts is one of the more hilarious parts of my season, but I'm still not totally a believer in Tampa, but they played pretty well in Houston this weekend. I think getting a series win there. So that was big glass. Now's rounding into form after a late start to the season. And I feel like the Yankees are just looking like one of those teams that they're getting a lot of respect for their name and they don't, they're not producing what anywhere close to what, what we would expect. We have the Orioles at the Blue Jays. Kyle Gibson for Baltimore. Chris Bassett for Toronto. Toronto's minus 145. And this is a case where we have uh, a Sunday night fade of Baltimore combined with Bassett's incredible numbers at home. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Sunday night fade has been great. And unfortunately, I'm tempted by a Baltimore play here. I feel like Kyle Gibson's been so good lately. Um, Yes, Chris Bassett's been awesome at home and has won a ridiculous number of starts in a row now, I feel like. I know that he was in Los Angeles. It might have been one of those games that the bullpen gave away late. But um, regardless, he's been great at home this whole season, usually as a home underdog. So I feel like we're in a little bit different of a scenario uh, with Bassett up to giving more than than 40 cents to to the, the Orioles, who look so good right now. Kind of had a little bit of, of a stressful outing, especially considering they're up 7 nothing on Sunday Night Baseball. But I think Gibson keeps them in this. And, and I only really want to back Baltimore right now as Toronto is still trying to figure out that bullpen and while they bring in Jordan Hicks. We have the Angels at the Braves. Griffin Canning for L.A., Charlie Morton for Atlanta, Atlanta minus 240. Yeah, this is going to be a really tough situation, I think, for Griffin Canning. He's going to go into Atlanta. It's going to be super hot, especially very different from what he sees in the in Orange County. Uh, Charlie Morton is still got a good arm. They can miss some bats. The Angels didn't hit it all in Toronto this weekend. I think I'm looking at over 10 as my biggest interest in this one because I feel like it's really hard to get an idea to go against Atlanta anywhere, at home especially. Um, and I don't know if, if Charlie Morton can really silence the, the Angels lineup like the Toronto Blue Jays just did. Reds are at the Cubs and Andrew Abbott on the mound for Cincinnati. Marcus Stroman for Chicago. The Cubbies minus 125. Yeah, this is a big one, I think, for 
kind of an idea of where they're going. Um, sure. Like one one loss for the Cubs, I don't think makes them turns them into sellers. But I mean, the Reds are one of those teams that might want to buy. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to watch if I doubt that this going to change too many opinions. But you never know. One more win or one more loss could certainly send you in a certain direction. Um, it's a big series for Cincinnati, having just taken back first place in the NL Central um, with a, a series win at the Los Angeles Dodgers, which was huge, and seeing Milwaukee get get swept in Atlanta. So big, big spot. Andrew Abbott's had a lot of doubters, uh, naysayers so far in this in this career. Uh, had a big jump from Double A. He was pitching in Double A earlier this season. Got through Double A, made it through Triple A, and has been really good at the major league level as well. So. Uh, I think my interest right now is in Cincinnati as a road underdog, um, but I kind of want to see where the market moves this one as uh, I'm still curious about what the, the thought process is on the Cubs going forward. Noah Syndergaard will make his Cleveland debut. The Guardians are at the Astros. J.P. France gets a start for Houston. Houston minus 190. Gigantic number for J.P. France to offer, but I get it because Syndergaard has been awful and really— Cleveland can't I, hit. Cleveland can't hit. Uh, I mean, you could probably put both your hands in the air and, and it's like an even balancing structure for those two things. But I, I feel like Syndergaard, I mean, the Dodgers getting anything from him or for him in a trade was felt like stealing to me. But that, sh- I think, speaks to the problems that Cleveland has in their like starting rotation. They they literally had to go and trade up a piece and a very popular man in the, in the clubhouse uh, in Rosaria in order to get a... a cooked right arm of Noah Syndergaard. So um, I'm hoping that he has a really good start here in his debut and uh, Tito Francona like sings his praises to the media and sometime, somehow, some way we can come around and find Cleveland as a favorite with him on the mound because Syndergaard is one of the guys I'm looking to go against until he's retired. Austin Gomber starts for the Rockies as they host the Padres. Seth Lugo gets a start for San Diego, who is a minus 210 road favorite. Big, big number, but here we go. San Diego, as they make their push to potentially not Colorado And Colorado sellers, you know, Crone already out the door, Grechuk out the door as well. Yeah, uh, Colorado awful even before they started selling, so who knows what they're going to be now, agreed. And honestly, we're so disrespected at home against the Oakland AA Athletics in a home series that, like, they couldn't make the home favorite small enough. I mean, it's... Pretty gross performance for them this weekend. Uh, it's, it can't be good when you're also seeing some of your best pieces moved out the door, whether they're great pieces or not. Um, Seth Lugo should be able to get through this lineup pretty well. San Diego should hit Colorado really well. If they don't hit Austin Gomber, they should get to that bullpen. So it makes sense that San Diego is such a big favorite. I, I don't know how you stomach it, but uh, I want nothing to do with this Rockies team and uh, probably won't have much to do with them the rest of the year. Red Sox at the Mariners, Nick Pavetta for Boston, George Kirby for Seattle. Seattle's minus 135. Yeah, Kirby is really tough for me right now. Um, He's part of the Seattle Mariners, fastball heavy, throw the fastball up in the zone. It just doesn't seem to be that tricky to me. Like, people know it's coming. These are major league hitters. They smack fastballs all around. You need to have some sort of breaking stuff, and I don't think he really does, especially he just believes it's not worth walking people, so he's always throwing a fastball up in the zone. It seems to get hit really hard, even by teams like the Minnesota Twins who have hit nothing all season. I think the Red Sox have been playing great. They're trying to find a way out of the gauntlet that is the AL East and to find a way into the playoffs. Um, Pavetta's been really good at the bullpen. I don't know if they're going to put an opener in front of him, but that's the way I lean in this one. Diamondbacks at the Giants. Ryan Nelson for Arizona. Alex Cobb for San Francisco. 
big series, just as we talked about the Red Sox uh, in San Francisco this weekend. Alex Cobb, who's always got some sort of injury concern. I don't know if that's why he's been kind of listed or a late kind of add to the starting list for this one. Um, So I'm still seeing undecided. But um, Cobb should be good. He should be able to get through an Arizona lineup, especially in a park that doesn't give up a lot of runs. I think Arizona is going to try their best to stay in these in these games in this series. I don't really give them a, a huge chance to do so, and I think their bullpen's bad enough that's going to be really hard to keep that going. All right, Griffin, before we get the best bets, why don't you give the people a promo code to save some money at pregame.com? Let's do it. For this episode, um, and I, at this point, I guess we're doing them on most, ep- most episodes, but use the promo code DEADLINE20. We did trade 20. That one's expired, or I guess you probably still could use it, but um, use deadline 20 get for 20% for all listeners of the MLB podcast get for seven days from the podcast release so you have until uh, I guess through the first week of August but why wait great great handicappers all over pregame offering regular season win totals for the football season that's coming up uh, plus Scott and I put out baseball picks among amongst others on, on the site great spot to get if you want some guidance and where you're going or just want to find something to bet some money on uh, we'll certainly lead you in the right direction so use the promo code deadline 20 Get 20% off anything at pregame.com. For my best bet for this episode, I'm going to go with that home dog uh, that we mentioned first off uh, on our card, and that's the Miami Marlins' Edward Cabrera. Uh, I'll take the minus 101 or the plus 100 that's available. Uh, Certainly, if you can get a plus sign, that's always uh, my favorite type of thing. Just fade Taiwan Walker, fade a Phillies team that really didn't look in the game yesterday. Maybe they have a bounce back, but I feel like after such a struggle for the entire season, I feel like we've understood, and, and the the Phillies are not a cheetah that's going to change its spots. So I think they're going to struggle. Uh, I think Tywin Walker can get hit by this Miami team, so I'll take the home dog. I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. I'm going to do the Sunday night fade and fade the Orioles uh, on the travel of Sunday night. Chris Bassett has just incredible home road splits this season. At home, he's got a 2.24 ERA opponents batting just 167 against him. So give me Bassett and the home Blue Jays fading the Orioles off Sunday night baseball. I'm I'm glad you're saying it. I'm going to try my best to stay off of Kyle Gibson because we've seen some really, really poor performances from Sunday night baseball teams that go on the road. And Orioles off a really, I don't know if you call it an emotional win, but a beatdown of a Yankee team that has been punking them for years and years and years. Good chance that maybe they're a little bit uh, foot off the gas pedal uh, on Monday night. He is Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll talk to you after the deadline on Thursday night into Friday morning. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition. 